Chapter 5, Multitasking To do two things at once is to do neither. Publilius Cyrus So, if doing the most important thing is the most important thing, why would you try to do anything else at the same time? It's a great question. In the summer of 2009, Clifford Nass set out to answer just that. His mission? To find out how well so-called multitaskers multitasked. Nass, a professor at Stanford University, told the New York Times that he had been in awe of multitaskers and deemed himself to be a poor one. So he and his team of researchers gave 262 students questionnaires to determine how often they multitasked. They divided their test subjects into two groups of high and low multitaskers and began with the presumption that the frequent multitaskers would perform better. They were wrong. I was sure they had some secret ability said Nas. But it turns out that high multitaskers are suckers for irrelevancy. They were outperformed on every measure. Although they'd convinced themselves and the world that they were great at it, there was just one problem. To quote Nas, multitaskers were just lousy at everything. Multitasking is a lie. It's a lie because nearly everyone accepts it as an effective thing to do. It's become so mainstream that people actually think it's something they should do, and do as often as possible. We not only hear talk about doing it, we even hear talk about getting better at it. More than 6 million web pages offer answers on how to do it, and career websites list multitasking as a skill for employers to target and for prospective hires to list as a strength. Some have gone so far as to be proud of their supposed skill and have adopted it as a way of life. But it's actually a way of lie, for the truth is multitasking is neither efficient nor effective. In the world of results, it will fail you every time. When you try to do two things at once, you either can't or won't do either well. If you think multitasking is an effective way to get more done, you've got it backward. It's an effective way to get less done. As Steve Uzel said, multitasking is merely the opportunity to screw up more than one thing at a time. Monkey Mind Multitasking is merely the opportunity to screw up more than one thing at a time. Steve Uzel the concept of humans doing more than one thing at a time has been studied by psychologists since the 1920s, but the term multitasking didn't arrive on the scene until the 1960s. It was used to describe computers, not people. Back then, 10 MHz was apparently so mind-bogglingly fast that a whole new word was needed to describe a computer's ability to quickly perform many tasks. In retrospect, they probably made a poor choice for the expression multitasking is inherently deceptive. Multitasking is about multiple tasks alternately sharing one resource, the CPU, but in time the context was flipped and it became interpreted to mean multiple tasks being done simultaneously by one resource, a person. It was a clever turn of phrase that's misleading, for even computers can process only one piece of code at a time. When they multitask, they switch back and forth, alternating their attention until both tasks are done. The speed with which computers tackle multiple tasks feeds the illusion that everything happens at the same time, so comparing computers to humans can be confusing. People can actually do two or more things at once, such as walk and talk, or chew gum and read a map, but, like computers, what we can't do is focus on two things at once. Our attention bounces back and forth. This is fine for computers, but it has serious repercussions in humans. 
Two airliners are cleared to land on the same runway. A patient is given the wrong medicine. A toddler is left unattended in the bathtub. What all these potential tragedies share is that people are trying to do too many things at once and forget to do something they should do. It's strange, but somehow over time the image of the modern human has become one of a multitasker. We think we can, so we think we should. Kids studying while texting, listening to music, or watching television. Adults driving while talking on the phone, eating, applying makeup, or even shaving. Doing something in one room while talking to someone in the next. Smartphones in hands before napkins hit laps. It's not that we have too little time to do all the things we need to do, it's that we feel the need to do too many things in the time we have. So we double and triple up in the hope of getting everything done. And then there's work. The modern office is a carnival of distracting multitasking demands. While you diligently try to complete a project, someone has a coughing fit in a nearby cubicle and asks if you have a lozenge. The office paging system continually calls out messages that anyone within earshot of an intercom hears. You're alerted around the clock to new emails arriving in your inbox while your social media news feed keeps trying to catch your eye and your cell phone intermittently vibrates on the desk to the tune of a new text. A stack of unopened mail and piles of unfinished work sit within sight as people keep swinging by your desk all day to ask you questions. Distraction, disturbance, disruption. Staying on task is exhausting. Researchers estimate that workers are interrupted every 11 minutes and then spend almost a third of their day recovering from these distractions. And yet amid all of this we still assume we can rise above it and do what has to be done within our deadlines. But we are fooling ourselves. Multitasking is a scam. Poet laureate Billy Collins summed it up well, we call it multitasking, which makes it sound like an ability to do lots of things at the same time. A Buddhist would call this monkey mind. We think we're mastering multitasking, but we're just driving ourselves bananas. Juggling is an illusion, we come by it naturally. With an average of 4,000 thoughts a day flying in and out of our heads, it's easy to see why we try to multitask. If a change in thought every 14 seconds is an invitation to change direction, then it's rather obvious we're continually tempted to try to do too much at once. While doing one thing we're only seconds away from thinking of something else we could do. Moreover, history suggests that our continued existence may have required that human beings evolve to be able to oversee multiple tasks at the same time. Our ancestors wouldn't have lasted long if they couldn't scan for predators while gathering berries, tanning hides, or just idling by the fire after a hard day hunting. The pull to juggle more than one task at a time is not only at the core of how we're wired but was most likely a necessity for survival. But juggling isn't multitasking. Juggling is an illusion. To the casual observer, a juggler is juggling three balls at once. In reality, the balls are being independently caught and thrown in rapid succession. Catch, toss, catch, toss, catch, toss. One ball at a time. It's what researchers refer to as task switching. When you switch from one task to another, Voluntarily or not, two things happen. The first is nearly instantaneous, you decide to switch. The second is less predictable, you have to activate the rules for whatever you're about to do. Switching between two simple tasks, like watching television and folding clothes, is quick and relatively painless. However, 
If you are working on a spreadsheet and a co-worker pops into your office to discuss a business problem, the relative complexity of those tasks makes it impossible to easily jump back and forth. It always takes some time to start a new task and restart the one you quit, and there's no guarantee that you'll ever pick up exactly where you left off. There is a price for this. The cost in terms of extra time from having to task switch depends on how complex or simple the tasks are, reports researcher Dr. David Meyer. It can range from time increases of 25% or less for simple tasks to well over 100% or more for very complicated tasks. Task switching exacts a cost few realize they're even paying. Brain channels, so, what's happening when we're actually doing two things at once? It's simple. We've separated them. Our brain has channels, and as a result we are able to process different kinds of data in different parts of our brain. This is why you can talk and walk at the same time. There is no channel interference. But here's the catch, you're not really focused on both activities. One is happening in the foreground and the other in the background. If you were trying to talk a passenger through landing a DC-10, you'd stop walking. Likewise, if you were walking across a gorge on a rope bridge, you'd likely stop talking. You can do two things at once, but you can't focus effectively on two things at once. Even my dog Max knows this. When I get caught up with a basketball game on TV, he gives me a good nudge. Apparently, background scratches can be pretty unsatisfying. Many think that because their body is functioning without their conscious direction, they're multitasking. This is true, but not the way they mean it. A lot of our physical actions, like breathing, are being directed from a different part of our brain than where focus comes from. As a result, there's no channel conflict. We're right when we say something is front and center or top of mind, because that's where focus occurs, in the prefrontal cortex. When you focus, it's like shining a spotlight on what matters. You can actually give attention to two things, but that is what's called divided attention. And make no mistake. Take on two things and your attention gets divided. Take on a third and something gets dropped. The problem of trying to focus on two things at once shows up when one task demands more attention or if it crosses into a channel already in use. When your spouse is describing the way the living room furniture has been rearranged, you engage your visual cortex to see it in your mind's eye. If you happen to be driving at that moment, this channel interference means you are now seeing the new sofa and love seat combination and are effectively blind to the car breaking in front of you. You simply can't effectively focus on two important things at the same time. Every time we try to do two or more things at once, we are simply dividing up our focus and dumbing down all of the outcomes in the process. Here's the short list of how multitasking short-circuits us. 1. There is just so much brain capability at any one time. Divide it up as much as you want, but you'll pay a price in time and effectiveness. 2. The more time you spend switched to another task, the less likely you are to get back to your original task. This is how loose ends pile up. 3. Bounce between one activity and another and you lose time as your brain reorients to the new task. Those milliseconds add up. Researchers estimate we lose 28% of an average workday to multitasking ineffectiveness. 4. Chronic multitaskers develop a distorted sense of how long it takes to do things. They almost always believe tasks take longer to complete than is actually required. 
5. Multitaskers make more mistakes than non-multitaskers. They often make poorer decisions because they favor new information over old, even if the older information is more valuable. 6. Multitaskers experience more life-reducing, happiness-squelching stress. With research overwhelmingly clear, it seems insane that, knowing how multitasking leads to mistakes, poor choices, and stress, we attempt it anyway maybe it's just too tempting. Workers who use computers during the day change windows or check email or other programs nearly 37 times an hour. Being in a distractible setting sets us up to be more distractible. Or maybe it's the high. Media multitaskers actually experience a thrill with switching, a burst of dopamine, that can be addictive. Without it, they can feel bored. For whatever the reason, the results are unambiguous, multitasking slows us down and makes us slower with it. Driven to distraction, in 2009, New York Times reporter Matt Richter learned a Pulitzer Prize for national reporting with a series of articles, Driven to Distraction, on the dangers of driving while texting or using cell phones. He found that distracted driving is responsible for 16% of all traffic fatalities and nearly half a million injuries annually. Even an idle phone conversation when driving takes a 40% bite out of your focus and, surprisingly, can have the same effect as being drunk. The evidence is so compelling that many states and municipalities have outlawed cell phone use while driving. This makes sense. Though some of us at times have been guilty, we'd never condone it for our teenage kids. All it takes is a text message to turn the family SUV into a deadly, two-ton battering ram. Multitasking can cause more than one type of wreck. We know that multitasking can even be fatal when lives are at stake. In fact, we fully expect pilots and surgeons to focus on their jobs to the exclusion of everything else. And we expect that anyone in their position who gets caught doing otherwise will always be taken severely to task. We accept no arguments and have no tolerance for anything but total concentration from these professionals. And yet, here the rest of us are, living another standard. Do we not value our own job or take it as seriously? Why would we ever tolerate multitasking when we are doing our most important work? Just because our day job doesn't involve bypass surgery shouldn't make focus any less critical to our success or the success of others. Your work deserves no less respect. It may not seem so in the moment, but the connectivity of everything we do ultimately means that we each not only have a job to do, but a job that deserves to be done well. Think of it this way. If we really lose almost a third of our workday to distractions, what is the cumulative loss over a career? What is the loss to other careers? To businesses? When you think about it, you might just discover that if you don't figure out a way to resolve this, you could in fact lose your career or your business. Or worse, cause others to lose theirs. On top of work, what sort of toll do our distractions take on our personal lives? Author Dave Crenshaw put it just right when he wrote, The people we live with and work with on a daily basis deserve our full attention. When we give people segmented attention, piecemeal time, switching back and forth, the switching cost is higher than just the time involved. We end up damaging relationships. Every time I see a couple dining with one partner trying earnestly to communicate while the other is texting under the table, I'm reminded of the simple truth of that statement. Big Ideas 1. 
Distraction is natural. Don't feel bad when you get distracted. Everyone gets distracted. 2. Multitasking takes a toll. At home or at work, distractions lead to poor choices, painful mistakes, and unnecessary stress. 3. Distraction undermines results. When you try to do too much at once, you can end up doing nothing well. Figure out what matters most in the moment and give it your undivided attention. In order to be able to put the principle of the one thing to work, you can't buy into the lie that trying to do two things at once is a good idea. Though multitasking is sometimes possible, it's never possible to do it effectively.